Hi, I'm Simon Thiexton and welcome to the Cooperage at our brewery here in Massam as we celebrate the Thiexton's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year. This year's long list contains giants of the genre, best-selling hits and an exciting range of thrilling stories set around the world, proving the remarkable talent and offer in the world of crime fiction. The shortlist is already too close to call, so we encourage everyone to get voting. A hearty toast of Old Peculiar to all our long-listed authors for this coveted award and we look forward to what we know will be a fiercely fought competition. In the meantime, I'm going to have a glass of Old Peculiar because they say a glass of Old Peculiar and a crime novel go very well together. And I'll tell you why when you come to Harrogate for our festival in July. Cheers. Hello, I'm Joe Haddo and this is our series of interviews with the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award Long Listies, produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with title sponsor Thiexton's Old Peculiar. And today I'm joined by best-selling author Lisa Jewell. Hello. Hello. How lovely to see you. Oh, it's so nice to see you as well. And what a glorious backdrop you've got there for your I know, it's name. very pretty, isn't it? Isn't it lovely? And those, I mean, we could spend all day just going through the books on the shelves. We won't. Yeah, you can't, you can't see my two-bean red pile from that angle, <laughs> which is just a monstrous mountain in the corner. We won't look at that. <laughs> You've cleverly kept that off camera, yes. which I like, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, huge congratulations on, on being long-listed. How did it feel to hear that you'd been chosen for this? Oh, it felt absolutely amazing. I mean, I'm I'm a very successful novelist, but I'm not very successful in the field of being longlisted for awards. Um, so <laughs> it's always a very special treat when I get onto any list of any description ever. So absolutely delighted. <laughs> um, the Family Remains is a, if I, if I think I've got this right, a standalone sequel to The Family Upstairs, which came out quite a number of years ago now. Uh, what, what made you want to return to them? Um, well, mainly my readers, to be entirely honest, because I've always made a point of saying I would never write a sequel to any any yeah. other novel after the one sequel I did write, which was a disaster many years ago. Um, so I've always said no to readers asking for, for sequels to their favourite books. Um, but I think with this one, the tipping point, apart from readers continuously bombarding me with requests for a sequel, was just a very strong desire to spend a little bit more time with Henry Lamb. Although there are many main characters in the book, he's not the main character, but I think he's the overriding character and he's such an interesting person and he's so unpredictable and I kind of just wanted to see what he was going to do next. So I wrote him another book. So he got another book. That's yes. fair enough. <laughs> what are the sort of biggest challenges of writing a sequel, do you think? Um, yeah, so there's so many challenges and, and I really, really suspect very strongly I won't do it again purely because of the challenges, but because also, you you know, you don't want it to have to be read in conjunction with the original book, unless you're writing a series, obviously, and this is not a series. So you're constantly having to get that balance right between readers who've read the original book, maybe the day before, readers who read the original book three years ago and readers who haven't read the original book. And you don't want to bombard people with too much information, yeah. but you want to make sure you give enough so that the new reader can work out what the hell's going on. Um, so, yeah, that was that was quite complicated. Um, yes, yes, I wouldn't want to do that again, particularly, I don't think. But I think I, I, think I made it in the end. You did. Um, and you've and done I, it I did that a lot by also, I think, bringing in some new characters as well. So there was a lot of fresh stuff in there for new readers. Very much so. Yeah. Um, there'll be some people watching who've read both those books, who've read all your books, perhaps, but some may not have got to it. So can you just set up the story for The Family Remains? 
Okay. Um, so quite pricey of the first one. Huge abandoned mansion on the banks of the River Thames in Chelsea is inherited by a 25-year-old girl who was orphaned as a baby. She finds out that her birth family had all these terrible dark secrets. Uh, four teenagers went missing from that house in the early 90s. Three adults were found dead in the kitchen. She was in a cot in the top bedroom when the police came in. Um, and so the beginning of the next novel starts with um, Libby's uncle, Henry, uh, who was a child in the first novel, and he's an adult in the second novel, and he was obsessed with a boy um, in the mansion in Chelsea, um, which was taken over as a cult by a very manipulative, I don't know, a, a scam artist, I suppose. He took over his family home, um, and Henry was obsessed with his son, Finn, to a slightly unhealthy degree. Um, so the, the, the second book is really about Henry trying to track down Finn, who's on the other side of the world. Henry's sister trying to stop him from tracking down Finn because she's scared he's going to kill him. <laughs> um, but there's also a, a, a cold case detective story running through it as well with a, with a detective from um, the London police force um, after the finding of a bag of bones on the banks of the River Thames, which relates back to, you guessed it, the huge abandoned mansion on the shores of the River Thames um, that was inherited by Libby in the first book. Do you think your um, books are getting darker? I don't think they're getting darker. I don't think it's a straight line from... I started off writing romantic comedies back in the noughties, and I don't think it's been a straight line. I think there was some very dark stuff in my romantic comedies, um, and I think I just sort of bounce up and down in the waters of darkness. And some novels just require much, much darker themes than other novels. And this one, I actually don't think The Family Remains is my darkest novel by any stretch. I think the one I wrote afterwards, uh, which is coming out this summer, uh, is 10 times darker than The Family Remains. So no, it's not a straight line from light to dark. I bounce around a bit. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, yes. that's fair. Good answer. Um, we all circle our calendars in July because we want to be at the Harrogate weekend. And it's, you know, always just a pleasure to hang out with so many writers and readers and everyone that's involved with the festival. Um, what do you love most about the Thieks and Old Peculiar Festival? Oh, Thieks and Old Peculiar Festival. Well, for, for quite a while, I felt like one of those um, outliers. I don't know. I just felt like everybody... Because I came to writing crime through um, the journey of having written romantic comedies, I felt like it was a club that I wasn't a member of and all my new writer friends in the crime community would be talking about what they were going to wear, um, <laughs> where they were going to stay in Harrogate, like from, from January, basically. And I thought, well, nobody's invited me. That's maybe not for me. Um, so... The first time I was invited, which was about four or five years ago, I felt really shy and nervous and slightly <laughs> awkward um, and soon realised, of course, that was absolutely ridiculous, that it is just the friendliest, cosiest, most inclusive, fun, you know, energetic place you can possibly hope to be. And for me, the thing I love most, I love hanging out with writers. Writers are the best, but so great to hang out with readers with a glass of wine in your hand yeah. and just have those really natural interactions you know, usually your interactions with readers are at the signing table and it's all a bit sort of like, you know, formal. So, yeah, just to get a chance to actually talk to readers in that sort of natural environment is fantastic. And, of course, the town itself is a dreamboat. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Very, a dreamboat. How many bars are there in Harrogate? A hundred? <laughs> maybe, we can, yeah. maybe this year we'll try and do them all. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll use, use that as an experiment. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> well, I'm so looking forward to seeing you this year across the uh, across the lawn in Harrogate. Um, and as you know, I love the book. And if you're watching and, and haven't read Lisa's book and you like the sound of it, you can, of course, purchase it from our friends at Waterstones. You can do it right now. And once you've read it, you can vote for it to be on our shortlist. You've got to do it before Thursday, the 18th of May. And all you have to do is visit HarrogateFeakstonCrimeAward.com to cast your vote there. Lisa, an absolute pleasure as always. And I'll see you in July. I'll see you in July. Can't wait.